Welcome to the Start Me Up podcast, part of the Demcast Network. I'm Kimberly Johnson, still quarantined in D.C., and today is my returning guest, Greg Oliar. We have a good time because today's a good day. We're going to get into it. And I'm going to keep these intros as short as I can. So I'm just going to go with the Start Me Up podcast is an independent podcast supported by listeners. It's woman run. I don't have corporate backers and I don't use advertisers. So it's patrons who keep the show going. Um, if you enjoy today's show, please take a look at the about page. You'll see that I've interviewed all kinds of interesting people. Most of the time, it's a discussion show. Occasionally, I do interviews, but you know, and I mostly stick to politics. Sometimes I interview actors and we talk about their craft, craft, not their crack. <laughs> I used to be an actor, so I love talking to actors and finding about finding out about how they, you know, where they studied and and how they do what they do. Primarily, though, it's usually I talk to political people about political stuff. So if you like the show, please consider becoming a patron for any dollar amount. It works like this. I have two free shows per month. And then I do, after every free show, I do a show just for patrons. That's a $5 tier that's called Kimberly's After Party. And then two times a month, I do patrons-only shows. The first show is available for all patrons. The second show is usually for $5 and up. So it works like this. If you sign up for a do- if you sign up for $4 or less, delivered to your email box, you will get the two free shows and one patrons-only show. If you sign up for $5 or more on those tiers that I offer and provide, then you get everything that I do. The two free shows, the Kimberly's After Parties, and both of the patrons-only shows. So just visit patreon.com slash start me up. All the information is there. You can always upgrade if you start like for two bucks a month now and you're like, hey, I want to get all that stuff. You can do $5 tier, $10 tier, whatever it is that you feel like doing. You can also make a one-time donation. Just check out the text in my Patreon description of this particular show. And I always include my email. You can use PayPal to do that. you can also find Start Me Up on iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever podcasts are found. So just please stop by iTunes slash Apple Podcast, become a subscriber because it's free, and while you're there, give me a good review. You don't have to write a lot, just a sentence, and give me a good rating. That would be awesome. If you enjoy the show, I would really appreciate it, and I really do appreciate everybody who supports the show. Thank you so much. I love doing it, so let's just get into it. Please enjoy my conversation with Greg Oliar. Welcome back to the show, Greg. Very, uh, it's a, it's an honor to be here. Happy New Year. <laughs> Happy New Year, and it's a fucking awesome day. <laughs> uh, yeah, so far so good. So far yeah. so good. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it, the way that I look at this is until it's absolute, I'm not, you know, I'm not throwing the party just yet. But it really looks good. I think we're going to do this, and I'm so excited. There are just so many reasons I'm so excited, but I'm. I'm feeling pretty confident. I mean, I, I will say, and I have some questions for you, but I will say that my comfort is great and I love it. And I'm happy that we won, that Joe Biden won, and that it looks like we're turning Georgia blue for real. And then what happens in 2022? <laughs> then I get scared. <laughs> and I don't know if you're feeling like uh, we're full. I mean, I don't know what you're feeling as far as where Democrats stand in the bigger picture? Well, you know, the way that I approached Georgia is that there really wasn't much that I could do. Right. Right. I, I have friends, uh, good friends who live uh, outside Atlanta in a kind of a blue district outside of Atlanta. Um, they each got 
they're married. They each got like six postcards from people hmm. saying, please vote. Da, da, da. Like they're yeah, everybody in Georgia. know, you know, there's nothing that I can do. Yeah. Personally. So I just sort of said, OK, well, I'm just going to have to trust that I'm going to I'm going to do what I do, which is, you know, shine the light on the corruption and this mm-hmm. and that and, and hope that, uh, you know, this thing takes care of itself. And, um, you know, the other night I was watching the Knicks game and the Knicks are, aren't supposed to win and they were winning at halftime. They look good. And I I went to bed and I thought, oh, they're, they're losing it in the third quarter. Mm-hmm. So they'll probably lose. And then I woke up and I was kind of happy to discover that they had won and I didn't even need to watch. And that's what happened with me last night yeah. in Georgia. You know, I wasn't really paying attention yeah. um, because I thought, you know, I, I, I do think that Kamala as vice president would be president of the Senate anyway. So even if we didn't win Georgia, if something mm-hmm. weird happened and McConnell was still there, I still think that she has the authority to, you know, get the bills moving and stuff like that. So I wasn't as worried, I think, as other people might've been, but my God, this is like a, this is really a game changer. Yeah. I mean, a huge I know. game changer. I know, um, I know, I know. <laughs> starting with, I, I don't know if you checked Twitter before you hit the record button, but uh, you know who Joe Biden nominated as attorney general, right? No, I don't. Merrick Garland. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh that's interesting. That's it's almost like he was waiting for the Georgia results to come right. in before <laughs> So I don't know what that means, but I feel like maybe it means that uh, there's some reckoning that's going to happen here. And uh, I I don't know. It's just if this was a novel, you wouldn't believe it. You know, right. uh, But you know what? Like my 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 I don't know if I'm going to call it a fear, but like there's maybe a concern that Merrick Garland will want to be. um, I mean, like, for instance, we know James Comey fucking came out and said that Trump shouldn't be prosecuted and he needs to shut the fuck up. But I, I like, I'm concerned that Merrick Garland may take on that stance. How, what do you think? I don't know anything about him at all. I mean, my, my understand the, the fact that, um, that he's a guy that, I mean, he, he's a circuit judge in mm-hmm. DC that everybody likes. The reason Obama put him forward to be on the Supreme court is because he has almost universal approval yeah right so to have a guy like that with that background right. suggests to me knowing nothing else about the the score is that whatever he decides to do is going to be you know uh, non-partisan it's going to be objective mm-hmm. he's going to look at the stuff that's happening and decide what to yeah do. i and, i will give him that yeah i think he would be non-partisan i just i just worry that the democrats are going to be like all right we won and and we're just gonna have to heal these wounds and move forward and i don't think there's a way i mean you've written about it but there's i don't think there's a way to move forward unless we hold these people accountable because i mean as much as i would like i would have liked to have seen you know, Dick Cheney being held accountable for war crimes and, and George W. Bush. I'm going to say, OK, I, I will give that a pass, considering even though I don't think that sh- it should be a pass. I think that they, they should pay for that. But what they were doing was different than what Donald Trump and his, you know, Rudy Giuliani and and his children and everything what they're doing is just like breaking the law constantly and it's so disgusting and so grotesque and i mean this whole phone call thing and and finding the votes and it's so disgusting and so in your face and so it's like i'm just i don't know i don't know if i what i do know is both kamala harris and joe biden were asked when they were candidates if they would be okay with their doj going after trump and they were like yeah 
So I don't know. I just don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Well, but that's an interesting choice. The job of the president is not to to sick the right. attorney general right. on private citizens, right. whether or not they're used to be the president of the United States or whatever. But there is so much stuff tied up at the. I, I would imagine that Bill Barr has been, yeah. uh, given his history, has shut down uh, so many um, investigations and other things. There's probably indictments that are unsealed. I don't know, but I expect that when he gets in there, he's going to be like, oh, my God, there's a lot of stuff going on here <laughs> that we can move on like tomorrow. If we wanted to. But, like, how is there not how is Jared Kushner yeah. not indicted? Exactly. How is Rudy Giuliani not indicted? Yeah. And, and why? Like what? Where is the constituency of people that would be, you know, upset that Jared Kushner was indicted and went to prison? Right. Like, how many kids does he have? Three? Like, that's the constituency. Like, nobody likes that <laughs> guy. He sucks. He's a horrible guy. Yeah. He's a greedy, smarmy. He thinks he's smarter than everybody else. Mm-hmm. And he fucking killed 300,000 mm-hmm. and climbing Americans with yeah. his bullshit, genocidal uh, non-response to the pandemic. Like, that guy needs to be in prison for the rest of his fucking life. Yeah. And if he isn't, he's going to travel around the world selling our intelligence secrets to Saudi Arabia and exactly. UAE yeah. and Israel and whoever else will pay for them. So that guy needs to be in jail. Mm-hmm. And Trump, too. This is a remember. This is a national security issue. Also, this is a guy. Now I'm talking about Trump. He's like a billion dollars in debt. And all he's got is his brand, which ain't worth shit. <laughs> and what he knows and, and the information he's gleaned for the last four years, which I know he hasn't paid that much attention, but he knows things. You know, that stuff costs money. So how yeah. are we going to let these two guys who w- would sell out their own grandmother to mm-hmm. make a buck? Right. How are we going to let these guys off the hook here? It, it, it's not a, it's not as simple as, oh, we shouldn't have done. There was a judgment of whether or not we should have gone to war with this country, blah, blah. It's not about that. This is about, like, you know, keeping the country safe. Mm-hmm. It's almost, you know, it's dependent on it. It's like, hey, we have these two pedophiles. Should we should we prosecute them or, or should we just <laughs> let them loose into the elementary school? No, <laughs> you prosecute them. They need to be in jail, period. Exactly. I mean, I'm not trying to laugh at pedophilia, but yeah, I mean, you bring up a good point. <laughs> and it's just, I mean, and I know, did you write your piece yet about Kavanaugh, about going after Kavanaugh? No, that's coming. I, I, I'm working on it with Lincoln's Bible, and there's, oh, okay. there's an angle in it that um, that's about the op, you okay. know, the, 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 the weaponization of, mm-hmm. of, of Dr. Ford's testimony that we're that we're working on, but I have, I think it's going to be a four parter and I have wow. two and a half of them written anyway. Wow. Interesting. And, and yeah. before we, I mean, I won't go too much into that because of course I'll talk to you about it after you write it, but do you feel confident that he can, that he can be impeached and removed? I don't think he's, I don't think he's going to be impeached. I think that I don't think he needs to be impeached uh-huh. because what he needs to do is they need to go to him and say, look, um, and, the, the guy, my friend, who, who goes by the pseudonym Moscow Never Sleeps, wrote a series about this with the Supreme Court. But he said, well, Kavanaugh needs to just resign and, you know, just be like, OK, I'm stepping down. I'm going to go work for this law firm and that's it. Yeah. You know, because if he's presented with something that will take away his, mm. uh, you know, will have him be disbarred, mm-hmm. and he won't be able to practice law. That, that affects him. He's, he's not old. Wow. You know, yeah, I know. He could theoretically, if he left the Supreme Court, he would get, you know, cases. People would hire him. He would make millions of dollars mm-hmm. a year, and he would be fine. I don't like that. I would rather he, you know, fuck off somewhere else, <laughs> go 
work at you know i don't know <laughs> but uh i don't want him on the supreme court yeah the main thing. exactly and, uh, right yeah you know he has no business being there and that's another interesting thing is that you know his boss was on the dc circuit merrick garland wow wow what do you know if there's, if there's wow. anybody that knows brett kavanaugh pretty well <laughs> it's his boss you know so Wow. That's that's pretty interesting too. That's to crazy. So. so what do you think? I mean, I'm pretty sure I know what's going to happen. But like, um, as far as Pence is concerned, I mean, it's I'm guessing that he's just going to name Biden as the president, president elect, and and then you know, I mean, I'm assuming you would think that as well. But then, okay, so there's going obviously the Proud Boys are freaking out and they're attacking the DC police and they're wa- walking around in their stupid cosplay outfits. Um, these fucking people and the outfits that they choose, I don't even understand. I, I mean, they're, they're such cultists. And if you were to call them a cultist, they would get angry, but they are such cultists. And so anyway, we're going to see this violence. We're going to see the anger. Do you think that this is going to be an, I mean, obviously Joe Biden is going to do a better job, I believe at handling, you know, violence and protesting and stuff like that. But, uh, moving forward with people like the Proud Boys and the Trump supporters who are all pissed off, do you think, I mean, I'm wondering what's going to happen because I'm going to assume that Pence is just going to go ahead and do what he, you know, should do and and say it's Biden. And then eventually we're going to have, we're going to, you know, inaugurate Biden. I think Trump's going to pitter out, but I don't, but at the same time, I don't believe this is the end of it. I, I think that I'm not sure what's going to happen, though. I mean, I, I think because he is a cult leader and he does have charisma, he's able to get those people all jacked up and excited. Um, he'll have less power to do that now. I don't think Don Jr. has his power. Ivanka does not, absolutely does not have that kind of uh, energy that he could put out there. And so I do see that there's going to be some kind of a change coming forward, but what's that going to be? And, like, what's going to happen to the Republican Party? There's a loaded question for you. <laughs> well, okay, so when the Jehovah's Witnesses began in the, uh, in the late 19th century, one of the founding beliefs was that the world was going to end in 1918. Hmm. And so they went around and they tried to convert people to be saved because the world was coming to an end in 1918. And... Uh, I'm not really good at math myself, but if one of them comes to my door now, I say, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was over a hundred years ago. And, uh, we're still around. So what are you doing? You know? And I feel like it's the same thing with these MAGA people. Like they've created in the QAnon culture, all these prophecies about Mike Flynn mm-hmm. is going to do this. Yeah. And then the guillotines are going to come for the traitors and the JFK Jr. is going to fly back from the dead. And I don't even understand what the fuck they're talking about, but <laughs> You know, it's pretty clear two weeks from today. Um, wow. It is. You know, it's we're going to have a new president now. and that's it. The mm-hmm. prophecy is wrong. It was stupid. So, you know, how do you reconcile that? Um, you know, yeah. you only the only way to reconcile it is say, oh, shit. Wow. Maybe maybe I got fooled here. And you're not going to admit that maybe. No. No. But you're certainly also not going to, you know, dress up as half Mandalorian, half Captain America and half catcher for the Oakland A's and go to D.C. dressed like that uh, <laughs> to, to, to advocate on behalf of a guy who's been, you know, pretty clearly ripping you off. Yeah. Um, the other thing is Trump has no power. Like once he's not president yeah. anymore, where is his power to do anything? He's a billion dollars in debt. He mm-hmm. doesn't have any money. He's not going to give them any money. 
you know, yeah, he can have a TV show or, you know, rant and rave. And I think I also think that Twitter is going to shut him down. Really? Uh, I hope they do. Yeah, I I think so. After he's gone and he's no longer the president, there's no reason to keep his his ass on Twitter. So I I think he's going to find that his outlets are going to be shut down. Yeah. And, you know, and, and you saw that you see this in ancient Rome. The emperor is very powerful until the minute he's not. Mm-hmm. And the minute he's not, once that changes, everybody runs away from that dude so fast. And all that's left is him, you know, usually the Praetorian Guard dispatched him. Um, and nobody was even around to do anything. They just throw the body in the river and move on with their <laughs> lives, you know. So um, I'm not saying that's going to happen. Right. But the, the power dynamic is the same. Yeah. You're the emperor one day, and the next day you're just floating dead in the river, and nobody cares, and nobody came to your defense because they perceived Mm -hmm. that you had no more power. And that's it. There's no more power after the 20th. Um, You know, the the only thing he has left to do now is pardon more people to Mm -hmm. to try to fuck us. Yeah. And, you know, maybe this Iran, if he's going to try to do I I don't think he, I don't even think he could if he wanted to. I don't think he has the stamina to. Yeah authorize any sort of military activity and i think maybe even the the, the generals would be like mm, yeah, i don't know <laughs> you know i don't know yeah let's, let's wait for two weeks to make this or, decision or 13 days you know <laughs> yeah notice. maybe we're gonna wait on that. um what do you, you know, think, like think what do you think though is going to happen with the republican party i mean obviously there was that that today there's that rally happening in dc and don jr was saying there is no more republican party it's trump's party and so, you know, I know, I think, it, well, both Steve Schmidt, and I, I could be wrong on this, but uh, there's another guy whose name, he just followed me, and I can't fucking remember his name. I'll remember it. Oh, Bill Crystal. Um, I, yeah. think, I think Bill Crystal also, and I could be wrong on this, was talking about a split. But I know Steve Schmidt was saying that the, what did he refer to it, uh, the, basically the extremists of the right, of, like the right one ring uh, the right wing extremists will win at least for now so um i'm wondering if you feel that same way and if that's the case the for now part what does that mean like is it going to fizzle out are they are, are how i mean well we've got two years to you know get some shit done and to hopefully you know utilize Stacey Abrams <laughs> tactics and, and everything, all her strategy. I don't know what she's going to do. Is it, didn't she say she was going to run for something? I think she wants to run for governor. Yeah. Is, I, th- I think I, that's what, what I thought. I thought. Yeah. So um, we're not necessarily going to have her to head the DNC, but what do you see happening with the Republican party? Like what's your guess? I mean, there's a lot at play here and this is why winning the Senate is so important. Because um, we really can do some things. There's bills on McConnell's desk that are important. There are bills about election security. There's bills about cybersecurity. There's bi- probably there should be a bill about gerrymandering and all that yeah. stuff. Like that, we're going to now need to vote on. We're going to win those votes. It's you know, Republican Party as currently constituted depends on voter suppression in various forms, mm-hmm. whether it's uh, disinformation campaigns or you know the the, the voter ID laws or just like, oh, we're going to have one place where you can vote in this enormous, uh, well, densely populated black area. Um, and you're going to have to wait in line for 12 hours. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Mm-hmm. You know, that kind of stuff that they do. I think Biden and Harris can go to work on that really quickly because it's hard to, yeah. it's one thing if we're not voting on it, but it's really hard to have something like that 
come up on the floor and vote against this. Yeah. You know? So there's that and, and, and rooting out these these right wing weirdos. You know, some of them clearly are that woman, Marjorie, whatever her name is, yeah, the black yeah. little lady from Georgia. My God, if there's one person in the world I wish would wear a mask, it's her. Ooh. Um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> dumbass face. Put, put mask, please. Um, not to be cruel. Uh, Mike Flynn is another one. Just to, just to balance it out with the genders here. I just, hide that face behind your mask. Please. Yeah, we don't right. See exactly. You. Um, <laughs> You know, there are people that are cock- that are just insane and crazy and stupid. But I think a lot of these people are just playing the game. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think Josh Hawley is really a MAGA guy. I think he's playing the game. He's an right. asshole. Of the I agree. Yeah. And, I and uh, you know, I, I don't know where he came from and why he's there other than, you know, Mike Pence seems to have picked him, which makes sense because he's totally Pence's type. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but, you know, that guy is being he's being showing callous disregard for democracy mm-hmm. yeah, uh, to serve his own political objectives. So there's a lot of that going on. Right. And once, once people like that realize that there's no more money to be made in kowtowing to the, to the masses, uh, the MAGA masses, you know, they'll come back. I think, I hmm. think, I, I don't think that, that the percentage of the population that's all in on this is actually that high. Hmm. I think it's been given a voice for mm-hmm. Trump mm-hmm. and a lot of the people have gone along with it because they, you know, who knows why yeah. everybody has their own individual reason, but, um, you know, we have two solid years now, yeah. right. Until, uh, they can even try to take the house historically. That's what happens, but I don't know, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. This yeah. is, this is a little different. I mean, I think it's different just because we've been through such an, we've been through so much abuse and I'm hoping that the American voters are not going to do what they traditionally do and think, oh, okay, well, it's all been solved or, you know, everything's solved and now we don't have to participate. But, you know, I think the, the promising, uh, I don't know, angle on this is that you've got a lot of kids, you know, I'm calling them kids, but young people who are first time voters now who were excited to vote in this election because they knew they could make a difference and it's these people you know some you know these kids have grown up with school shootings and you know huge college debt and so they and issues with you know their health care and all of that so i think that there's a good chance that they're going to continue voting because they do understand oh my god if we don't we could go through this shit again so maybe we should prevent it i'm really hopeful about that but i don't know because democrats seem to get really lazy when it comes to midterms especially when we feel safe so you know well, i don't know how well the other thing to remember is that you know we're, we're still in the midst of a of a pandemic right. here it's it's january this is going to be the worst month yet mm-hmm. february may might be even worse yeah. but 2 years from now the narrative is going to be hey Remember when the Republicans in, were in charge and they fucked this up and yeah. everybody was sick and dying and then the Democrats <laughs> took over and now we're all fine? Right. That's going to be the narrative because <laughs> that's what's going to happen. So, you know, yeah. whether, you know, how, how much of it is true, it actually is true. But, right. uh, you know, it, it's maybe we should stick with the horse that didn't try to kill us off. You know? <laughs> Democrats, we're not trying to kill you. That's a good, that should be our, really. our motto. Um, so, and, and I guess it largely depends too on who's running, um, mm-hmm. how much money there is, stuff like that. And, yeah. and um, you know, a lot of these people, they, the, the money comes in in dirty ways. Maybe mm-hmm. we can pass some laws that make the, that, that reform 
campaign finance. Mm-hmm. I mean, this yeah. stuff is, among other things, the, the way that money is given to political campaigns make it a huge money laundering. Mm-hmm. You know, that has to stop. All this all this dark money stuff has to stop. Yeah. It's uh it, it's completely corrosive uh, on our, our ability to function as a democracy. So maybe they can get something done with that. I mean, these are not, you know, it's not reforming health care. The Obamacare thing was a big kind of thing to do mm-hmm. to tackle early on just because of the complexity yeah. and the, the, the jobs created, all this or all this sort of stuff. But um, you know, something like campaign finance reform doesn't seem to be that complicated. Like, hey, guys, you have yeah. to say who it is now that's giving you money. <laughs> right. That's, that's the law. <laughs> you know, that that isn't there's not much there to go on. And, and again, how are you going to argue against that? Yeah. Somebody's going to have to go up there and be like, I find this law repulsive because <laughs> I want, you know, my money to come in through the wife of a Russian national. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, whatever. <laughs> Because you know, that's the all they got. Oligarch's yeah. girlfriends gave me whatever a million yeah. dollars in dark money, and I don't want people to know. So you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's hard to to spin some of these things that they're trying to do. Um, but we'll see. You know, who knows what? I, I mean, you know, Biden is is not young. You mm-hmm. know, in two two years from now, mm-hmm. who knows what? You know, Kamala might be. The, the, yeah. Uh, actuarially speaking. There is a, a, a not insignificant chance that Kamala Harris will be president at some point before 2024. I've absolutely felt that age. that was going to be. Yeah. It. yeah. I mean, and the thing is, is like I, I could see it happening two ways. I could see where he's literally getting run down and he just doesn't have the energy. I mean, he's not necessarily offering up that proof right now. I think he's, I sh- you know, he's got the stamina. He's in order to run for president, even during a pandemic, you've got to have stamina. You've got to have energy. Oh, yeah. And yeah. he's proven that he does. So I don't think that he comes across as, you know, weak or anything like that. But I but it's just his age. And, you know, and you figure, I mean, it's not to say that his age is going to be against him, but you just have to wonder. I was like, I don't want to be an ageist or, you know, somebody who thinks that just because you're older means you can't do something. I absolutely believe that you can. But when you, when you're running the country, I mean, we, we all remember Obama looked like he was 14 when he was nominated or, you know, when, when he became the president and it really did age him and it ages you. And it's not, it's like fucking, it's like dog years or something, you know, for everyone, it's like seven years, man. And so it's, it's going to be a tough thing for him. So I wouldn't at all be surprised. And I've said many times that I, I think that also, you know, and, and I think, I can't remember what you said because I believe you countered me, but you know, I'll take the negative, the negative approach here. It's like, I, I worry that the country um, is still too racist and sexist to vote for a black woman. Um, although Stacey Abrams is really helping the image of, of, of not, I mean, black women we know have been saving this country, but, you know, unfortunately patriarchy and racism and all that stuff makes it so much harder for black women to be noted for what they're doing. And so, I mean, I'm hoping, hoping, hoping that we can get our shit together and be smart enough. And, and then, but the thing is, is if, if let's say Biden were to leave office in these four years, I think what that could, the positive of that, even though it would be jarring, would, we would have Kamala in there and she would be like, all right, here, here's what I can do. You know, here, here's here's oh, how yeah, fucking yeah. awesome I, I am. I, I think, you know, 
I could see him doing that because the, 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 these two years are going to be super busy, but in a good way. Like he's going to go to bed every night thinking, wow, today I really made it. Yes. Yeah. Especially with the Senate. Like there's so many things he can do that are necessary things that are really going to help people. Mm-hmm. And quickly, there's so many bills just sitting there yeah. waiting to be voted on. <laughs> yeah. The, 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 the amount of stuff they can get done in, in, in two years is head spinning. Yeah. When you think about it, you know, starting with uh, the vaccine and the rollout, which is, I mean, we have not had a functional federal government no. in four years. Now, all of a sudden, we're going to have people that know exactly what the fuck they're doing. And this is not, we already have the vaccine. It's not like we, if we didn't have it, it would be different. Mm-hmm. We have it. We just have to make enough of it and get it out there. These guys know how to do that. They're going to, they're going to get in there. They're going to do it in a federal way and it's going to work period. So, you know, and once that's kind of in place and I think yeah. they already have plans for all that stuff, you know, there's all these other things that can happen simultaneously, this or that. But after two years of that, when it's, you know, we're going into, into uh, January of, of 22 or, or 23 mm-hmm, rather mm-hmm. after the election, maybe that's when he says, okay, I had my run with the good things. You yeah. can have the, you can have the right. Republican house now, Kamala. I'm going to retire. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and let her, let her do, let her be president yeah. and let people get used to the idea. That's of it. That's it. Yeah. And I think he's, he's, you know, I, I He's been doing that anyway. Mm-hmm. He's basically made it made it like we are a team here, mm-hmm. and uh, he has that way. He, he's a yeah. very generous person. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not an egomaniac in, right. in, yeah. in that kind of way, in a Bernie sort of way. He, he's, you know, he's very willing to subvert his own ego for the common good. I mm-hmm. think that's a, kind of a through line of his life. Yeah. And, um, you know, God bless him. I, ho- I hope he does. I, and I'm not, I don't want to put, you know, whatever he wants to do is fine with me. Right. He's, He's earning that right. And, uh, you know, I think he's going to be a terrific president. And I think we're going to look back on this time historically and be like, oh, my God, this guy. Like, we're going to read about the biography of him. Yeah. You know, that he tried so many times and he didn't make it mm-hmm. and da da da. It's just, you know, man for the moment kind of Totally. Thing. Yeah. I, I mean, really that's like the name of the I, book. I, I, I might not have believed that, <laughs> you know. At, at some point, but I have been converted to this belief. Me too. Absolutely. So, I mean, yeah. I didn't think he was going to be the nominee and I was completely a hundred percent wrong. <laughs> I mean, I listed all the reasons why he wasn't going to be the nominee. And it's interesting because, you know, part of the, part of what I was pointing out was that, you know, okay, well, you know, he's, he, he's the guy who makes all these gaffes and, you know, it was just a bunch of obvious stuff from the past, why he didn't win before. But as it turns out, he seemed to be like the only, candidate nothing stuck to him and they really were going after him clearly they were frightened of him and they were trying so hard to make shit stick and it just wouldn't nobody gave a shit and it wasn't that he it's not that people felt he committed crimes or his son committed crimes and we didn't give a shit it was like we knew this was bullshit and and we're just like i mean unfortunately we can't say the same thing with hillary because hillary was a different story and that stuff did stick to her and I, I wish that that weren't the case. But see, that's what scares me about Kamala running in 2024, because I, I think of what happened to Hillary and how badly she, I granted she, she came in with all kinds of baggage already attached to her from the right wing for decades. So yeah, she yeah. had that go. And then also, I mean, there's there were plenty of Democrats who didn't like her, just straight up didn't like her. And, you know, for whatever reason, they didn't like her. And. So she did have to fight against that. And then on top of it, she had that Bernie crowd. And I was part of it. I mean, I didn't hate her, 
but I was sucked into that, as I've talked about many times on this podcast. And, you know, and I, I doubted her. I, there, they, the Russian disinformation was enough, planted enough of a seed for me to w wonder, you know, like, would she start a war? Would she? And it's like, I look back on my, on my questioning of her and I cringe a little bit, but I, <laughs> but, but I can say that, I mean, I, I'm, gra I'm grateful that I never became a bro. And I mean, I'll put, you know, women can be in that category because it's a behavior. And it's like, I never became a bro. I never was like an I hate Hillary person. I never was. I just, I, I felt that she was, she behaved in an entitled way. And, you know, there were things about her that I, I wasn't in love with. And then, but it wasn't hatred. And in fact, th th this is so interesting because it seems to have followed her where, you know, when she was the senator or she was Secretary of State, she was always so fucking popular. When she was doing the work, she was so popular. And when she was a candidate, she was extremely unpopular. And so I, I didn't really pay that much attention when, when she was running in 2008. I, I wasn't in, incredibly... I mean, I was political, but I was the kind of person who basically just, you know, heard it once on the news. I wasn't deep in. And yeah. like, like I am now. So I, you know, I didn't have any negative feelings about her at that time. Um, and then in 20, uh, you know, and then Barack Obama came along and we all know what happened. But in 2016, you know, right before I would say, I think it was like 20, I was writing my book, American Woman. And I wrote that Hillary Clinton was probably going to be our next president. And my mom, you know, I had my mom read it and do some editing. And she was like, you probably shouldn't write this because she, what if she doesn't win? What if she doesn't even run? And I was like, okay, yeah, okay, I won't write it. But I mean, that was my assumption. Even before 2016 was like, okay, she's, she's going to be our next president. And, and then Bernie came along and I was, I, I'm a very progressive person. So his ideas were exciting to me. Eventually I learned about him and I understood that maybe he wasn't the best person to implement those ideas, but, uh, <laughs> and I'm being as nice as I possibly can, but, um, you know, but I, I did fall, I did fall for it. And so it's like, I look at what I, I Kamala is not going to have decades of misinformation and lies and dirty tricks, uh, you know, against her, but she's a very smart, very competent black woman. And, and that's what, you know, so it's like I, I do think having a couple of years serving as president would go a long way to helping her get elected in 2024. And I think oh, Joe yeah. Biden thinks that, too, because I've always thought, I mean, I don't think he would step down because of his health. I think that he might use health as a reason, but it would I think it would be because he's like, OK, like you said, we got shit done in two years. OK, Kamala, take it over. Because, the, you know, the country's going to have to vote for you in two years. Yeah. And I, I hope yeah. so, man, because, I mean, and I have absolutely no doubt she would be a uh, fan-fucking-tastic president. I mean, I'm always going to love Elizabeth Warren. And, you know, but I also, like, you know, now, you know, I look at, at people like Stacey Abrams. I look at Katie Porter. There's so much hope. There's so many cool people. I mean, I love Ossif. I love Warnock. So many cool people in the Democratic Party. And I have to say that these past five years, and I'm going to go with five because, well, I mean, I don't know what, he came down the escalator. Yeah, so it's been five. I don't know, like <laughs> June or something yeah. like that of 2015. Ever since then, we have been fucking tortured by this man. And it has been so scary and so upsetting. And so now it's like, 
it's kind of hard to wrap my mind around the fact that we have completely won, at least for a short period of time. But, you know, it's like I feel celebratory, but at the same time, I'm a little I'm like, is this real? <laughs> you know, what's I'm not going to feel totally <laughs> at ease until Biden's hand is on that Bible. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, yeah. that, and we knew this going in. We knew in November that that was going to be the case. And yeah. we knew that things were going to get crazier and crazier as it as it got closer <laughs> to the date. Um, you know, and there's even things now where he might not leave the White House. What would they would do? There was an article about what they would do if he didn't leave the <laughs> Right, 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 right. Which is crazy. <laughs> it's that shit insane that that's even a thing that people have to think about for more than five seconds. Yeah. Um, back to your, your Kamala point. I mean, Hillary was the subject. I mean, she called it a right-wing conspiracy, mm-hmm. a vast right-wing conspiracy. Yeah. It was. As yeah. soon as she went in there in 93 and figured out how to fix health care, they were like, oh, shit. Yeah. We have to get rid of her. Mm-hmm. We have to sideline her. Mm-hmm. And that's when all the stuff happens. And... Uh, it did not help that that her husband uh, was a flawed, yeah. is a flawed human being. Yeah. Um, who just can't seem to get it together. <laughs> um, and I think that, and I think Bill would be the first person to admit this. She's the real talent. There. Yeah. I think you he know, has and, admitted that actually. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's great on the campaign trail, yeah. and she's better at running. Shit. Right. I mean, yeah. That's, that's it. it she's not a she's not a natural born campaigner right but it's so dumb that we have to um you know elect a president based on skills yeah which are campaigning skills which don't really have much to do with the job of being president mm-hmm. i mean i guess connecting with the people and stuff there's there's some utility there but mm-hmm. for the most part being a good president isn't really about like electrifying somebody on the campaign trail yeah. I mean, I don't think Eisenhower was a particularly electric uh, campaigner, <laughs> but he was fucking Eisenhower. Yeah. He's one of the five best presidents of all time and the guy that won V-Day, you know, so like maybe that's fine. And uh, I, I don't know. So, you know, you have somebody who's good at, you know, Trump is good on the campaign trail. Mm-hmm. He yeah, is. he is. Let's, let's, let's give him his due. That doesn't mean he's good at running anything. No, he's really, a, he's a good con four man. Four years of uh, pretty hard evidence to the contrary. So. Yeah. You know, I wish that it was different in that respect, you mm-hmm. know, that we and that was the thing that was so frustrating about Hillary, um, not about Hillary, but about the way Hillary was perceived mm-hmm. four yeah. years ago. It's like this woman has so she's so smart. Mm-hmm. Everybody that works with her, like you said, in the jobs mm-hmm. thinks she's wonderful. Yeah. Um, she knows everything. She knows everybody. She's going to go in there and just she even knows where the light switches are in the east wing of the White House. You know what I mean? Like she knows everything. She yeah. would start off, hit the ground running, and that would be it. Um, she's far and away the most qualified person yes. that has ever run for president. Absolutely. So I don't even, I don't know. Biden, maybe Biden is number, is second. I don't know. But, like, <laughs> if she's, her yeah. qualifications are off the charts. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and, and for Bernie Sanders, who's done jack shit in 30-whatever years, other than uh, scold people about banks being broken up. For, for him to pretend that he could go in there and do a better job yeah. is, is a, is a, 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 it's white male privilege in, you know, in, in, I can't think of a more glaring example. I probably could, but it's, it's a pretty big example. Yeah. Like, really? That's what you can do? I mean, come on. Um, <laughs> not to beat up on Bernie. I mean, I, I'll say this because I've been really harsh about Bernie. Yeah. He did come around and he did. Yeah, he did. Know, 
he did campaign for Joe and good, good for him. Well, and right now, you know, I mean, he's, he's doing what I like as far as, you know, calling for $2,000, call talking about the people and what the people need the, you know, what before yeah. Bernie ran, yeah. I, I liked him because he was always that Senator. He was always that person that was always like, okay, People, 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 and calling out the bullshit in the parties, which is really a huge, I mean, it, it, it is what huge, I was so attracted to that because I called out bullshit from Democrats. And, you know, I think one of the things that drives me nuts about Democrats is that, you know, I'm not talking about the big shit. I'm not talking about uh, sex scandals or corruption, but I'm just talking about the, the regular old Democrat who doesn't really do very much when you call them out, I know other like democratic voters freak out because they think that somehow it's going to make us lose. And they call it the circular firing squad. And it's like, okay, I don't think we should be calling these Democrats out in an election year so much. I, I would rather have the shitty Democrats in than a Republican, but on those off years, I think it's really important to hold them accountable and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, it's like really, really important to make sure, you know, and there's plenty of shitty Democrats. And so uh, I think I think on the over and the bigger picture, Democrats obviously care about this country. They're not treasonous. They're not trying to overturn the Constitution. But the way that we've set things up, especially with how much money you need. I mean, these people have to go to a separate office and phone bank and beg for money all day long, which is not about governing the people. It's just about raising money and you're not really getting the opportunity to really do a job. And so I don't necessarily blame all of them for, for that, but you know, it goes back to, oh God, what's his name? Brad something or other. I don't even know if he's still, I think he was just like a, he was a house rep brad something in in um illinois i know that i was trying to get him to sign on to the era and he was just totally ignoring me i was writing you know derogatory blog posts about him and posting about on posting about it on social media that he wouldn't just even sign on to removing the deadline not a vote just signing on in support to remove the deadline to the era and so he wouldn't do it he wouldn't do it and then eventually this woman uh, who was also working with the ERA, had some kind of invite to a fundraiser he wanted to go to. And so in order to, you know, she's like, all right, if you want to go to this fundraiser, you got to sign on to this resolution for the ERA. And then he did. So he only did it to serve himself. He didn't do it because he's this great democratic man who believes that women, you know, should be treated equally in the Constitution, all that stuff. So those kinds of Democrats, I think we need to call them out when they're not doing their best possible job. And but, I, you know, I see so many people getting I see so many Democratic voters freaking out, like, don't say anything bad. No, we fucking have to. And so I like that Bernie will call out the problems in our party. Elizabeth Warren does it, too. But I think that Elizabeth, the, the preference for me is her just because she instead of like shaking her finger and saying bad, 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 she just basically says, here's a solution. You know, it's like, here's yeah. how we can do things better. And, you know, and, and so I look at somebody like Katie Porter, who uh, studied under her, and it's like the way that she conducts herself. To me, she's a true progressive woman, but not like the progressive, like the bro crowd. She, just like Ossoff, Warnock, they're all progressive. Same with Stacey Abrams. They're progressive Democrats who understand, A, how to sell it, and they don't attack their own. 
And that's what I, I really appreciate. And I really hope that, you know, these, these stars that we're seeing now, and I hate that word, but, you know, the, these really high-profile popular Democrats who are making or, you know, making a splash, I hope that within these two years they can keep young voters engaged. And Ossoff is only like 30 years old, isn't he? Yeah, like, yeah. So he's that's young. like, he's that's, I hope, you know, and AOC is young. And so some of these young people who Buttig have. Buttigieg, too. Don't Buttigieg, right, right, right. Um, yeah, that's so exciting. I mean, I mean, I think about it and it's like Biden's uh, communications team is very diverse and it's all women. And he's got such an amazing cabinet. I know that there's some people out there I, I saw on Twitter who are pissed off that he didn't give Sally Yates the role of AG. But I, 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 I look at other positions that he's filling and I'm not going to get angry. Because I feel like, dude, that he's really doing a fantastic job of setting up such a beautiful administration. This is real. I mean, it's a combination of younger people, older people, black people, white people, brown people. A, you know, every every it's going to represent America, and that's fucking awesome. I mean, God, this is like so refreshing. <laughs> I don't even yeah, know how to no, act. <laughs> the problem with Sally Yates as AG is that she'd have to recuse herself from anything Trump related. That's true. So to I mean, me, that was always a non-starter. For, 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 forgetting about anything else, you can't. The, the person has to be somebody that has nothing to do with Trump. Which that's so true. I didn't Eric think about, yeah, you're right. To do with Trump, that's you know? so true. Yeah. Uh, so it's 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 <laughs> it's going to be fun to see. It's wow, be fun, it's fun, so fun exciting! Oh my God. Well, it's as always. It's always fun talking to you, and um, I th I'm so happy because pretty. I mean, you were you were on the show right after the general. And so <laughs> we had a nice little time then, but this is like even extra nice. And so like outside of that, the only time, you know, the times that we've talked were just through such turmoil and it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, we're still going to have to deal with shit. Obviously, Republicans aren't going anywhere, but at the same time, uh, it's going to be really fun now to navigate this with you and all my other cool podcasting buddies. And I'm so glad that, you know, I just want to say Thank you for helping keeping, you know, I'm, I'm going to speak for some of my listeners because I've seen the comments when you're on the show. Everybody enjoys it. You make people feel kind of like settled and calm. And these past fucking five years, four years, whatever, have been so scary and so awful. And talking with you has really been positive. So, yay, we got through this together, and I'm so grateful. <laughs> we did. Two, two more weeks, man. Two more weeks, and we're, we're at the finish line. And then we can, uh, we can go out in a, in a great big mass. So oh, no, we can't. We <laughs> no, because we still have to go through uh, COVID, but, you know. <laughs> thank you for saying all those nice things. I, I appreciate well, it. True. And, um, you know, we have to. We have to project confidence. I have yeah. confidence. I, I have optimism. I believe in people. I believe in Americans. I believe that, you know, we're going to do the right thing when presented with the right, with the correct information. That's well, what I, that's I what I will believe. Take Maybe that. I'm stupid and naive, but I really do think that when people know what's going on, they're going to be like, oh, wow, this yeah. happened? Shit. I'm glad <laughs> we're getting rid of this guy. You know, that, that's, it's just basic to me that, that, that you know, most people want to do the right thing. Yeah. So, um, I will go yeah. with you on that, even though sometimes I'm a downer, but yeah, I will go with you on that. So <laughs> <laughs> what anyway, I think it was Orwell who said that, you know, people generally want to do the right thing, yeah. but not always the right thing and not all the time. Right. Something like, <laughs> like well, that. that makes sense.
Yeah. Um, okay, so before you go, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you? Oh, I'm on my I, I update on Tuesday, Friday, and Sunday at Prevail, which is my Substack, which you can just go my name, Greg Oliar, G R E G O L E A R dot com, and I'm of course on Twitter at the same handle. Cool. And then, yeah. of course, you can find me on Twitter at Author Kimberly, K-I-M-B-E-R-L-E-Y. Ooh, I just got some crazy ass feedback. Anyway, um, and then you can also check my books out on uh, Amazon. So, and my dad is calling me. Of course he is. And I'm trying to, oh, decline. Okay. So, yeah, you can find me on Amazon, all my books. And it's funny. I know my dad's calling because he wants to celebrate. So, <laughs> it was great talking to you. Go celebrate. <laughs> Go celebrate. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. Take care. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye.